We are brought to you by Joshua LaFon with Simply Vegas Real Estate, a realtor here to help educate current and future Las Vegas locals on selling and investing in real estate. You're probably asking yourself, educate. Yes, there's a surprising amount of adults that when it comes to real estate, don't know the right questions to ask, don't know where to start, and think they need a lot of cash to buy a house in Nevada, which simply isn't true. So Josh has decided to make it his responsibility to teach his clients what they need to know and equally important, what they need to ask to help ensure making their home ownership dreams a true reality. So make sure you call or text Joshua LaFon today at 702-813-0533. This has been another paid advertisement from Joshua LaFon with Simply Vegas Real Estate. Make sure you give him a call, 702-813-0533. must be kicking yourself for not walking out when you could. Bad judgment. But don't you worry, son. It will all be over soon. Anthony, give me a boy's name that starts with the letter H. Jose. Bobby, it's me, your daddy, Roberto. Daddy. Occasionally, you may hear it pronounced as Joao. It depends. It's called Taekwondo. Look at me now. How far we go back? Elementary, jump rope, high and go see, pity pad, red light, green light, red light, green light. Hello. You play to win the game. That's right. You're tuning in to Straight Bet Sports Wednesday night, just past 7.30 p.m. You're tuning in live here on the Gorilla Cross Radio Network. We're coming to you live from downtown Las Vegas, Nevada, the we that I am talking about. Tonight, we got him back in the studio after his little vacation. Jay Madrazo's back in the building, my man. We appreciate you coming back. You. Rob's a little bit late. We got to give him a, a nickname now because he's starting to make that, that, that transition to being the guy that's always late or can't show up. Or I just don't know what's going on. But he should be here shortly, man. We got a great show on tap for you guys tonight. We greatly appreciate you guys joining in like you do every single Wednesday night, giving us your time, giving us that hour of your day. We greatly appreciate it. So just go ahead and do me a favor, as I do ask you guys every single week. If you're watching this, like, comment, share, follow, and we'll go from there. Let everybody know what you're enjoying tonight, as you do, like I said, every Wednesday night. We are live on Facebook. Twitter, YouTube, on all the Gorilla Cross pages, and not only that, GorillaCross.com and the Gorilla Cross app. If you haven't downloaded, make sure that you do it tonight, because trust me, there's a lot of good shows on there, not just mine. Everything else on this network is much watched. Trust me, you will enjoy it. Quan 5-9 behind the big board doing what he does for us every single Wednesday night. We greatly appreciate you, my man. I think Rob's here, so if you want to go check that out, we yes, can sir. definitely get him in here. But Quan gave you guys a sneak peek. We got a good show tonight. We have a UFC fighter, which has a great story. The name of the show is Straight Bet Sports. So we decided to bring him on the show because he bet it all on himself, something you never, ever hear about. You may hear people talk about they're going to do it, but some people just don't follow through with it. This gentleman right here followed through with it. So we're going to talk about that a little bit later. We're going to get to know him a little more as a person, who he is, his UFC, his fighting history, and everything else about the young man. I'm going to call you young tonight. You I think young. we're going to throw that out there. 
But with that being said, we have Justin Jane, UFC fighter, in the building, my man. How's it going tonight? Yeah. Thank you for coming in. Absolutely, man. It's, it's going really well. Enjoying this nice cooler weather out here in Las Vegas. And uh, yeah, I'm glad to I'm glad to be here, guys. I see you're a little sweaty. You say you just ran out of the gym yeah, straight man. with your son. You, you, you had me stressed out, so I had to be here by <laughs> 730 and my class early. My son's all sweaty over there. I'm all sweaty. But yeah, we got in, got our, got our work in, and now let's have some fun, huh? Nice, man. I appreciate you coming yeah, in again. Yeah, like no, I said, no, man, no, we no. just want to chop it up with you, get sure. to know you a little more, let the audience know a little more about you. Sure. And get people to start following you. You know what I mean? You have Absolutely. a great story, like I said, which we're going to get into here a little bit later. But where would you guys just come from working out at, if you don't mind me asking? No, what no. I, uh, I've been in Extreme Couture uh, since 2009. I've been okay. coaching there. I uh, coach kickboxing, wrestling, cardio kickboxing, strength conditioning classes, uh, and, you know, MMA, of course. Uh, so, yeah, I've been there since 2009 and uh, moved out here from Michigan. So you're no stranger to the studio. You've been in here a few times already you know, oh, on yeah. a couple other shows. Yes. You yes, know, some yes. very good shows here on the network. Is Quan going to just make you a regular here and have you posted on unnamed or hey, what's going on here? You know, I, I told Quan anytime he needs me, I'm, I'm only 20, 30 minutes down the road. Road, hit me up i'll show up and blow up man that's what i do so let's go hey every time you've been on the mic man you've done a great job so we're happy to have you in the studio now you are from vegas now you're living here but sure. talk a little bit about your past where you're from originally and where you grew up at yeah for sure man uh you know i come from a small uh you know, country farm out in uh richmond michigan now uh, you probably never even heard of it it's like an hour north of detroit <laughs> uh you know graduated the class of 100 100 guys you know it's a uh, high school went to richmond high school played football i wrestled uh ran track played a little baseball I uh, oh, wow, played a little okay. soccer early on, you know, just kind of exploring what, what sports I like. Uh, you know, I was I was a good football player, but, you know, as my coach used to say, you're a good football player, but you're a great wrestler. And, uh, you know, I, I thought I was better at football, but it is what it is. Uh, I ended up moving out to Olivet College or going out to Olivet College to play football there. I uh, realized I was a little too short and a little too slow to hang <laughs> with the big boys. Okay. Uh, then I then I busted out four years of college wrestling at Olivet College, and uh, the rest is history, man. After I graduated college uh, I, uh, in May of 2012, um, I graduated December of 2011. I did four and a half years. Okay. Uh, and then May of 2012, packed my bags, bought a truck for two grand, and said, "Let's go. Let's let's make a run at the UFC." And my goal, my life goal, is to get to the UFC. And you know, after 10 years of of getting my ass whooped, finally, you know, I was able to make it happen. I mean, it, it's a great story. Obviously, you know what I mean. Coming from where you're coming from knowing what you wanted to do and going after it. A lot of people want things, but they don't continue to fight for it. They step back and go, it's too hard. Or you know what? I'm going to try something else. But it's awesome that you did that. Now, at what age did you know that you wanted to start wrestling and get into all that type of stuff, though? You know, it, it was, I remember the day very well when it all kind of, it's weird. So things in your life happen that you just remember like it was yesterday. And, you know, I was nine, I was nine years old. And uh, me and my sister were chasing around. Uh, my sister passed away, but we were chasing. We were chasing each other around the playground, and I was tackling her. And we we're wrestling around this, and this grown man like grabs me because he, he sees me beating up a little girl, you know. <laughs> and oh no, as my sister was wrestling, he's like, "You ever think about wrestling?" And I was like, "No, I never did." And I thought it was WWF. Okay, you know, when gotcha. he said wrestling, yeah, yeah. WWE back like, in the day. Yeah, yeah, WWE. It was WWF back in the day, and now yeah. it's WWE. Uh, but I, and I was like, "Yeah, I'm, I'm a big fan of Stone Cold Steve Austin. Like that's my dude, man. Nice. I watch every Thursday night SmackDown." So. He hooked us up with uh, a team to go to go try, and it wasn't like how I thought it was going to be, man. I thought I'd be jumping off the top rope, hitting Stone Cold Stunners. And, <laughs> but you were on the ground dreams. grappling and stuff, yeah, so it was a completely different grappling. type of wrestling. It was completely different. My first year wrestling went terrible. Um, I had thirty ma or 20 matches. I won one match, and my dad at the end of the season said to me, he goes, you sure you want to do this? And I don't know, whatever reason, I, I just enjoyed the competition. I enjoyed the work, I, and 
And the thing with wrestling is no matter how athletic or unathletic you are, the more time you put in, you're just going to get better and better. Right. And then my first year, like I said, I had won one match out of 20. My second match, I was 500. My third match, I had a winning or third year, I had a winning record. Uh, and then it got better and better. And then I went to high school and, you know, uh, Jakar Klaus and I, uh, who fights in the UFC as well, okay. we had some, we had some great uh, matches in the high state, school matches, high school matches nice. in the state finals. And now look at him. He's competing at 155 in the UFC. I've competed at 155 in the UFC. Uh, I think he's a great wrestler. He's a great competitor, and it'd be cool to, to to chop it up with him down the road uh, in the cage and, and and punch him in the face for beating me in the state finals. But it's uh it's it's he's, he's a great guy, man, and uh, it's I'm very fortunate that you know I, I have a great story. It's you know to me, my story is I don't want to say it's like a movie, but it's crazy because I see this guy in 2007. We're looking at each other, and you know I was 57 and 0. He was 55 and 0. Wow. I lose by a point. <laughs> And now we're at the highest level of athletics, and we cross each other all the time. We're always talking. I mean, p playfully, because again, Correct. Very, respectfully, very respectfully. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I invite him to come train with me. He okay. invites me to go train with him. You know, but it'd be fun to punch him in the face, you know, for a little <laughs> payback for 2007. And get paid for it while and you're doing get, it, right? Well, hopefully, I get paid this time because I am. I don't know if you know this. I am the only fighter in the UFC to never get paid or not get paid after fighting. I don't know, I don't know if you need a little known fact. Really? Well, yeah, I bet my. Well, no, 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 we're going to talk about that. Okay. okay, you're flipping it up on me. But yeah, once again, we got Justin James, UFC fighter here, joining us live on Straight Bet Sports on the Gorilla Cross Radio Network. Again, if you're watching this, follow, share, like, comment. Let everyone know what you're enjoying tonight. I, I guess Rob don't want to come on mic tonight because he walked in, we opened the gate for him, and he's just like, I'm going to hang out in the background. I'm going to chill out, watch the game because my Dodgers are on. Oh, I mean, oh, wait a minute. Justin's son is actually a better co-host than Rob. I, hey, I, mean, I, I kind of heard about that. Yeah, he was on the show last time. Yeah, yeah. But all right, there we go. Dude, we my got... man's coming with the Modelo. <laughs> <laughs> Let's fucking go, man. We're... Rob, Rob, Rob's the one. Rob's the one when it You're comes to the drinks. You're not supposed to say that. You're not supposed to say that. Oh, you didn't bring, you bring one for Justin. Yeah, of course. Come, man. Okay. Oh man. Oh wait, you, oh, you need to go, bro. Uh, go. Wait, we got crack. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, man. But Justin, again, man, we we greatly appreciate you. But let, let, before we talk more about your your your, your personal life, I, I, you already mentioned this, so we have to get into it. Let's do it. We have to get into this. Let's so, do it. But uh, it was about a month ago, right? Uh, June 26th was my fight. Okay. Yeah. June 26th. You had a fight, yeah. UFC fight night here in Vegas, correct? Yes. You bet it all on yourself. I did. I saw the show when you were on Unnamed, saw what you said there and heard a bit about the story, saw the fight, and I, I get it. I'm not a fighter, but kind of what you were saying, it's different when you watch it compared to when you're in it, sure. right? Definitely, you know, it's a big difference. You see stuff that you probably didn't see in the fight, but talk about the, the bet. Sure. For the people that didn't see that show and are watching this tonight, what was it about that fight in general that you were like, I, I have to bet my purse. There's no way that I'm not going to do this. And where did the idea come from? So I'll start with where the idea came from. So about three years ago, a friend of mine, I'm not going to mention his name because I don't want to embarrass him, but <laughs> gotcha. he got into the UFC and he's okay. a very, very, he's an awesome fighter. Okay. Um, he's a guy I look up to. Unfortunately, his UFC career didn't go great as of okay. right now. He, he's going to work his way back. But he told me after he lost, he lost two fights, and after he lost his first one, he goes, Justin, I'm so confident that I'm going to win the second fight. I'm putting my whole show money on the fight that I'm going to win. And I was like, damn, dude, that's that's awesome, bro. Like, wow. Like, okay, I need to stack some stack some bucks up because if this guy's this confident self, I'm going to put some money on him too. Well, it turns out he didn't do it. And so he backed out of it. Yeah, he just, he, it never got mentioned again. He just he didn't do it. Okay, gotcha. So I was like, well, that's fucking dumb. Because <laughs> uh, I still put money on him, you know, I guess, and, yeah. I still, and, and okay. you know, unfortunately, he lost. Uh, so, you know, I was I was talking to Eric Nixick, coach at Extreme Couture, 
and I asked him what he thought. He's like, that's, that's gangster, man. And uh, yeah, so I looked it up and somebody asked me on a podcast, how much are you getting paid? And I wasn't exactly sure. And I, so I said around 25,000. Okay. Uh, it ended up being 22,000. Okay. Um, I think after it was all said and done with, I got 20 grand in 1995 or 20 grand in total. Okay. Uh, you know, and, uh, and, and the rest was history, man. It's, I had such a great training camp. Uh, I had an eight-week training camp, my first time officially fighting at featherweight 145, where I have a full training camp. Um, I went through the whole camp, no injuries. Uh, my cardio was incredible. I'm working with USCPI. I mean, every, the stars were just lined up perfect, and I'm like, and I'm and, and I was kind of on a little bit of a losing streak too. So you and know, your last couple of fights were like back to back, like last yeah. minute notice type of thing. All, all my fights besides the last one, I have five fights in the UFC. Four to five of them have been on less than two week notice. <laughs> Crazy. So. I'm thinking, man, this is the first time I get to show up. Justin James gets to be there in the flesh, show up and do his thing as the real person he is. And I, I mean, I believe that, you know, whatever you're best at, I want to challenge you to. And I want to, I want to, you know, try and beat I you no you. matter what it is. Definitely. And, and Charles Rose has been in the UFC for, you know, going on 10 years. You know, um, he's a legend of the sport. He has, he has a whole bunch of uh, post-fight bonuses. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to beat this guy. And I was like a plus 170 dog. And I'm like, man, if I bet 20 grand, that's like, 37 grand it's a good number actually That's you know, a good let's number. go man so like i said i thought i thought the stars lined up perfect uh i thought it was a storybook it was, it was like a fairy tale for me to live in the training and, and not to mention the motivation is you know after a hard sparring session on thursday night i you know i want to wake i get up and i'm all sore it's like i'm gonna take strength conditioning off well there was at least a half dozen to a dozen times where i'm like dude i got 20 grand in this fight get your ass out of bed i got you you know i go and hit my road work so i used it as a motivation um, and again, man, it just honestly, I just couldn't envision losing. You know, I'm big on visualization. Um, you know, I was able, I was ready to accept getting knocked out. I was able to accept getting submitted because he's an incredible grappler. Um, but if, if I would, I was not expecting to lose a split decision. At it what, was, at what point during your training camp did you decide that, yeah, I'm going to bet on myself my whole entire paycheck? Uh, you know, I'm not, I'm sure it was probably about halfway through halfway because through. again, everything was just lined up so perfect. And what, what I want everybody to know, it's not like I had 20 grand where I walked up to the casino and said, here's 20 grand. Let me I want to ask you about Yeah, yeah, right. that's fine because I'm getting a lot of criticism about this. Like, we want to see this $20,000 bet slip. Well, I want to educate some people on how betting works in Vegas. Oh, yeah. Being at, an, that, at that amount as well, yeah, right? Yeah, at that amount. So being an undercard fighter, you can, I'm, I can't, even if I had 20 grand cash sitting around, I can't just walk into MGM and be like, hey, I'm betting 20 grand on a known, uh, you know, an undercard fighter. They capped me at like three or five grand. For the most part. So what I had to do is I had to go through different people. I had to have you bet three grand, you bet one grand, you bet two. The runners. I had, I had, <laughs> I had a bookie, uh, one of my bookies, Aaron O'Rourke. You know, I put 12 grand in through him. I put three grand or two or three, uh, two grand in through Eric Nixick, another, you know. Uh, so you had the money spread out all over Vegas. I had to. It was all spread that, out that, over that, Vegas. That's what I was going to ask you yes. because you said that that you had worked with some bookies and you were like, oh, I still owe some. Yeah. But that, that was my question. Like, so there's more than one. It wasn't just like you had, say, two bookies or whatever. Your money was spread around town in order About to get five, that bet five, in. Five, five different bookies I had it spread through. Gotcha. And uh, one of them doesn't want want their name announced. And I'm, I'm no, totally that's fine. fine yeah, that. we don't want no info. Uh, no worries. But, you know, and, and I think that's the biggest thing because I got so much hate. You know, it's like, oh, show me. You don't have a $20,000 bet slip. It's like, well, again, I want to educate the uneducated because you can't. <laughs> you, it, 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 like, you can't. You yeah. can't. Like, you know, and the one guy, he sends me a bet slip of, of like 2,500 or three grand. It's like, well, that's cute. You know, that's, 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 that's cute. That's cute. And, that's, and that's a lot of money. And I'm not trying yeah, to downplay. That's that's an incredible amount of money. Like, I got you. But anybody that knows anything about anything or about betting, 
you know, knows that you can't as an undercard fighter just now. If it's Conor McGregor, sure, go out, walk. Conor can walk up, right. you know, twenty grand, fifty grand. Because who he is? Because it's a main fight, you know, and 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 there's so many things that are under the table that people don't know about about training camps. Maybe I know something about my opponent. Yeah, I, there's just too many ins and outs. But long story short, you know, if if <laughs> if you want to bring my bookies in, man. I, I, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> are you a gambling man? Do you gamble? Yeah, into, uh, I, I do. Okay, yeah, I okay, gamble. Right. I, uh, well, I'm taking time off right now. I got. I got to reload. <laughs> don't bet my on role. baseball. Right? Don't bet on don't baseball. Never, don't right. bet on baseball. I, you me. know, I'm a I'm an avid MMA better uh, okay. because a lot of times when I'm doing my cardio work or my 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 fat burn work, like when I'm walking or jogging, I'll be watching the UFC. Okay. So to stay entertained, I'll put a hundred dollars here, hundred dollars there, gotcha. five hundred here, five hundred there. Uh, but you know, that's I'm, nice. So you're a better then. That's awesome. Yeah, and, okay. and I'm a very avid poker player too. I put in okay. 25 hours a week in poker as well. So, really? Yeah. Okay. How long have you been playing poker for? Uh, probably since I moved out here. You really? Know, it's, it's funny. I, I learned how to play poker in college, uh, playing a video game called Red Dead Redemption. I'm sure you guys yeah, have all heard, heard of it. it. Yeah, yeah. And uh, they have like this side story where you can play poker and you can really? cheat and stuff. And it's cool. I was like, oh man, I'm the man. And I remember the very first time I played poker, I won $300. I'm like, I'm just going to do this the rest of my life. This is easy. <laughs> and uh, then there was a learning curve. Gotcha. And uh, changed up a I got, bit. I got my ass whipped for a long time. Came to Vegas. I've lost, you know, tons of money. And, and I got a coach. I got I ended up investing into a poker coach. Uh, Aaron O'Rourke has been helping me. Uh, you know, with my poker game, one of the guys I bet through okay. uh, for the last probably eight years. Okay. And uh, probably in the last four years, I've become a profitable poker player. And for what, what that means is every time I go out, I don't win. But in the long, if so I track all my hours and my sessions you. and over and I, and I make 10, 12 bucks an hour playing poker, you know, leisurely and just for fun. So it's not bad. Yeah, not bad. I mean, if I, hey, it's income that, is income. Yeah, right? income is income. As long as so, it's legal, we're good. Yeah, absolutely. We got no problem with fun. Man, exactly. Man, and you're, you're having, having fun, fun doing it. And you're in the best city to do it, to top it off. Yes, Once sir. again, we are live in the studio with Justin James, UFC fighter, joining us here live on Gorilla Cross Radio. Straight Bet Sports, Jose V, Rob G, Jay Madrazos, Quan 59 back in the building hanging out. We also have Justin's son in the background. Got to yes, give sir. him a shout out. Yes, Let everybody know he is in the building as well. Now, you mentioned as well previously on another show that your corner was talking about betting on you as well. Yes. Did your corner bet on you that night as well? So, how? So yeah, I'll explain that too because <laughs> I've got a lot of criticism for that. It's like, so it was a joke. I said, uh, I don't remember. One of the coaches said, well, I'm just going to, I think it was Jake Shields. I believe it was Jake Shields. He's like, hey, well, however much I get paid, I'm just, you know, fuck it, just throw, it, throw it in there instead of paying me, you know, just pay me double at the end. Um, and uh, had I won the fight, I, I would have paid him extra. But you know what? I felt so bad after losing, like, how much time and effort all my three coaches. I have an unlimited amount of coaches, man. I can say I had three in my corner, but I have 25 coaches. Wow. That I mean, not literally, but you know what I mean? But in between yeah. my strength coach, Matt Crowley, between Kara Rowe boxing out in, in, in Detroit, between my nutritionist, Clint, Clint and Nicole, between my PTU, I consider my coaches as well, making sure that I stay, stay fit, between Dennis, between uh, Roman, between Jake Shields, between Fredson, uh, James Lee. I mean, I, the list just goes on and on and on. Um, but yeah, when it came to the, when it came to the betting, uh, I, you know, they said, throw the money in, but at the end of the day, you know, I felt really bad because again, they put a lot of time into me and, you know, unfortunately I feel I let them down. So just let everybody know, cause I did get criticism for it. All my coaches got paid and, uh, there I, you go. Get it right. Get it right. Correct it. <laughs> Leave the man alone. Yeah. Yeah. Stop because harassing me. About I know you've coaches. dealt with a lot of social media trolls. Oh, you talked you. about that as well, but you said, don't come at me at social media. Cause hey. I got a list of DMS and I'm going one by one. Through. Hey, you want to come at me? Say it to my <laughs> face. Cause I'm a fighter and I fight, you know, you, I gave you my address. You show up at the gym, sign a waiver and I'm going to give you an ass whooping. For free. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sick of, I, can't, I can't stand these people. Man. I'm sick of these people. See, if it was only that easy, 
like if we were all fighters like that and we could just come at people on social media like you want to be twitter fingers come on meet me at the gym and you know what the I mean, best I'm part not a fighter, is so. i'm so humble that you know what maybe this big guy comes in 300 pounds and whoops my ass <laughs> hey you know what i'm fine with it but show up if you want to run your mouth you know you better be able to back it up because I'm backing it up all day. So, anyways, enough about that because I'm getting pissed off. No worries, no worries, no worries. <laughs> so let's talk about the good. Then you said you wanted to basically. Now I want to ask you about this because there's a lot of talk going on about mental health in sure. the Olympics and, and so whatnot. Sure, sure. With Simone Biles getting out and saying she needs to take care of herself, you said you weren't in a good place after that fight. You said you wanted to go fishing. You wanted to go hang out, see family. You're like, I don't want to cry. I don't want to get emotional about it, but I'm just not in a good place right now. Sure. Are you in a good place now? And, and, and what exactly was it? Was it because you lost the money or just in general, you just felt I should have won this fight and you let people down or what was it in general? You know, I, it's, it, it's, it's just tough to say in sports. I wouldn't say I'm in a great place even right now. You okay. know what I mean? It's like, I got a lot of stuff I got to figure out right now, you know? And, uh, but with that being said, you know, it's, that's my whole life it's all i've been an all-in kind of guy you know before i moved to vegas to to, to be a fighter you know I, my, my uncle has a very successful engineering company uh called rco and before i moved he he offered me a very good job with benefits that would you know i could do for the rest of my life and live very comfortably but you know i remember very specifically meeting him in his office and we sat and i told him what i wanted to do and and, and he told me he goes if i had a shot because he was a basketball player if he goes if i had a shot in the nba i would have went for it and uh, that was enough for me to go. So when I got out to Vegas, man, I had $2,000 to my name. Um, I got a wrestling coach job at Extreme Couture, making okay. 300 bucks, uh, 300, uh, 300 bucks biweekly, so 150 bucks a week. And that's how I survived for a long time. So when I say I'm in a bad place, I'm in no worse. I'm in a better place than I was then. But here's the thing. You know, I slowly, gradually was getting up to where, where I wanted to be. And then in 2020, when I knocked out Frank Camacho, I shot up to the sky. And there was a lot of times in my or a lot of times last year where I thought I'm never gonna have to worry about money again. All I have to do is train and win fights, and everything else is just you know I just keep working hard. Finally, all, everything that I've worked for is paid off. Is my thought. Well, after losing this fight, you know it's I, I feel that I was at that that pinnacle, and now I've dropped back down. I feel like I am where I'm started financially. I mean, it's not that's not exactly true, but it feels that way because I took all my money, and I invested it. I, I'm not a I live very, very uh, frugal. I, I I don't like expensive. It's not that I don't like expensive things, but I don't need them. You know what I mean? As long Mommy. as I have, a, as long as I have a good gun to hunt with and a good bow to shoot and a good fishing line, I'm good to go. So I took all my money, you know, the 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 hundred grand I made last year, and I invested all of it. Okay. Um, nice. With that being said, yeah, it's it, it, and yes, that's that's nice for for the long term goal. You know, in five ten years, it's gonna pay off. But now I found myself in a spot where, well, what about now? You know what I'm saying? So instead of collecting my paycheck, and, and I was so because again, right before that fight, like I was, I was running, I was starting to run low on cash, and I'm like, who cares, man? I'm gonna, I'm gonna win, you know, 25 grand to, to show. I'm gonna double that with my win, and then I'm gonna get a bonus, and I'm gonna have 100 grand here. Now I don't. So I, I planted a seed in my head that I was gonna win. I was so confident I was gonna win, and you know, and then I didn't man so now i'm just trying to yeah i gotta i i I gotta dig out of the hole i put myself in and it's self-inflicted and and you know what i don't regret it really because you know had it went the other way everyone would be praising me you know what i mean it was a risk i took i don't regret it um i i you know honestly i'll probably do it again one day um just hope for a different outcome man and you know what it's it's just about resilience man my son's here and i want him to know that you know always believe in yourself and and anybody watching like you know i've one of the things you know i'm gonna i'm gonna take it as a consolation prize is you know, I get a lot of people reaching out. It's not all negative on social media. I'd say only about 25% of it's negative. Okay. But a lot of people reach me out or have reached out to me in the last couple of weeks and 
hey, Just, I'm in a bad spot right now. I don't know these people. I don't I don't know. I know you guys better than I know these people. I've never even seen these people in faith. Hey, man, like, this is my situation. What would you do? What would you do? You're asking my opinion. You don't even know me, man. Like, but I, I, I take it to heart and and I give these guys my phone number. You know what I'm saying? And, and they reach out to me and say, hey, look, like this, you know, I'm, I'm having a hard time. Jay, can you talk to me for a minute? This, 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 this boy named Cameron, he's like, he's a younger guy. And he's like, hey, man, this is going wrong for me. What would you do if you were me? I said, hey, hey, Cam, you know, and I hope he's watching. You know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna tag him in. I was like, hey, look, this is what you do. You, you, you get a goal. You know, my goal was to get to the UFC. Now, and that's, and that's what most fighters' are goal is to get to a big organization. Well, then ask yourself, how? How are you gonna do that? Because everybody, it's, you know, the thing, the biggest thing for me is people come into the gym and they say, I'm gonna be the UFC champ. Motherfucker, you haven't even won an amateur fight. What are you talking about? You know what I'm saying? So when you find these goals, you have to find these little step stones on the way to get there. Like, all right, get your pro debut. All right, I want to be, I want to get my blue belt in grappling. You know, these little goals. And once you start adding these little goals together, they get bigger and bigger and bigger. And it's lifting you higher and higher and higher. So whether, you know, you're in a financial position or maybe you're just stale of whatever's going on in your life, make a goal and then figure out how to get there. And I think that's where people, people, you know, I, I had a friend tell me, I, I asked him every, I love asking my friends, what are your goals? You know, what are your goals? And my friend says to me, he goes, I want to be a I want to be a pro poker player and I want to win a big tournament. I was like, okay, that sounds like everybody I've ever heard that plays poker. <laughs> what, what are you gonna do to get there? He's like, I don't know. I was like, well, you're gonna start reading books to 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 turn your tournament because tournament poker and, and cash poker are two different games. Oh yeah, cash it, games, yeah. You know, so are you gonna take your cash game style play and turn it over and because it's not gonna it's not gonna be. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. You gotta this, figure it out. This is last year. You know. Well, guess what? We're a year later and he still hasn't been in a big tournament. Why? So the point is I'm trying to make is make a big goal and then take and make smaller goals to build to this goal. So I don't remember where the question was going. I just start rambling sometimes. <laughs> sorry, sorry. It's about all that. good, man. It's Off all topic good. sometimes <laughs> is good. Yeah, definitely, definitely. It's a good conversation. Uh, nothing wrong with that. Once again, we are live in studio with Justin James, UFC fighter, joining us live in studio here on Straight Bet Sports on the Gorilla Cross Radio Network. So there, going back to fighting in general, with with, with the Connor fight, with what just happened with between him and DP. There's talks that, you know, he was injured before, wasn't injured. So I wanted to ask you, you just said you had a full training camp. You felt you were good. You were healthy. Even with those type of camps, do fighters still really go in healthy? Or are there still injuries that are that that, that you may, or, or stuff that you may be going into a fight with that you're just not talking about? A absolutely. Um, you know, I, I wasn't a Conor fan prior, uh, prior to this fight. Um, excuse me. I love what he's done with the sport. He's he's taken the sport to another level. Elevated you know? it for sure. He's elevated it for sure. With that being said, yeah, to answer your question about going to fights, nobody's ever, ever 100%. Just from the weight cut alone, even if you don't have any, like me, the weight cut whoops your ass, bro. Really? Man, you never are 100% going to the fight. But with that being said, that means your opponent is 100%. So a lot of times it comes down to who wants it more, you know what I'm saying? And, and you know what? I, man, I've had torn ligaments in my knees i'm going into fights you know I, I broke my hand uh you know uh like six months before i got into the ufc like these things had i had to get surgery on my hand so you know i wasn't able to you know throw i mean it's like we're we're, we're 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 you know you play football you play baseball you don't play fighting you fight and yeah. and then you just show up and you and, and you got to go it doesn't there's no excuses and i really commend connor if he really had those injuries and he showed up i mean he's no better than me or any other fighter because we all show up definitely you know what i'm saying like uh, TJ Dillashaw was just talking about he couldn't spar. I don't remember what it was. He couldn't spar. You know, I was I was training with uh, one of the amateur guys who's about to turn pro. He's a, he, and he's a savage. He's a, he's a cop at Metro. Okay. His name's Nick Perez. He's making his pro debut here in August. And uh, two weeks before my fight, you guys, can, I don't know if you can see it, but I got cut right above the brow. It was about a four inch cut. I got stitches now. 
or is it left? It was one of my eyebrows. Okay. You can see, you can see it. And uh, I mean, it was bad enough to try to get stitches. And the UFC talked about possibly canceling the fight. So for those two weeks, I had no contact of sparring wow. leading up. I'm not saying that I didn't work mitts or, or stuff. Or I had a full face mask on on grapple a little bit, but I took zero. Yeah, you know, I couldn't take any damage. You know what gotcha. I mean? So, so when when people say, "Oh, I was injured," or they, guess what? We're all injured. You know what? What's your next excuse? You know what I'm saying? And I don't. I and I mean, look at Connor's leg, dude. I mean, that probably was something, something, but. It is what it is, man. Um, but but to answer your question, every time you go into a fight, you're always injured. It's and how, how do you deal with the injuries is basically what it comes down to. A good friend of the show, Chris Wynn, chimes in on Facebook. He's from Detroit. He's Let's from Michigan. Go! He says, Justin is good people. Oh, and he's from the greatest state in the nation, baby. Hey, hey, Hashtag hey, the hey, mitten. Hey, let's go murder mitten, baby. Detroit versus everybody. Let's go. Big shout out to everybody <laughs> chiming in. Primo Eddie, Kevre, everybody on the Facebook. We greatly appreciate you guys. But what what is there a life for you after this? Obviously, because some guys will stick with the UFC even if they don't fight anymore. Some guys will just move on and they have a career they want to do. Is there anything that you're looking at away from the UFC once it's all said and done? You know, I don't think my fighting career is just over yet. Um, you know, it's it's this emotional roller coaster I've had over the last month has just been. I mean, some days I wake up and be like, oh, I'm gonna be the world champ, and then some days it's like, I'm gonna go to you know be a you know whatever another another you know just be done with it, but. With this being said, you know, I, I've decided that I'm not done with fighting um, just yet. I still want another. I still want to try to make a run in the UFC. Okay. Uh, whether even I get cut after this fight, I, I want to make my way. Because, again, I came out to Vegas with a purpose, with a dream. And I've been doing it for over 10 years in Vegas. To, 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 to lose in the, or lose my contract, if I lose, which I haven't yet, and I, and I hope I don't. Um, but if I do, um, I, you know, I didn't, I didn't work, ten, work my ass off for 10 years for one year of fame. You know what I'm saying? Definitely. So. Uh, I'll work my way back. But after that's all said and done, you know, I've talked to Quan and uh, everybody. I was really looking at going into Metro right now. Okay. Um, I thought with my uh, my grappling and wrestling and, you know, I, I, believe it or not, being a fighter, man, dude, fighters are pretty chill for the most part. I'm not saying that 100% of us, but I'm, like, super chill, dude. If, like, I don't ever very – I don't really any kind of altercation. Like, I'd rather <laughs> de-escalate a situation. Gotcha. Than, than escalate a situation. You For know, sure. if a situation does get escalated, I would know how to handle it in the proper way. But with, with everything going on right now, um, you know, man, that's the dangerous job in the world because right now I don't even feel the department has your back in, in certain situations. You know, I trained this this one officer. It's a, it's a woman. She's probably 120 pounds. She double eggs this guy. I, I can't mention her name. She double eggs this guy, takes him down. She credits me because I taught her how, how to wrestle. And then she gets on top, and, and we're talking about a full-grown man. And this girl's shorter than me. She's 120 pounds, and she grabs him by his neck to try to tussle. And he had a gun on him as well. And she's she's under review for 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 choking this guy. It's like her life is on the line, and she's bro. Smaller she's smaller than this guy. She's 120 pounds. Jeez, man. She, like this whole this whole this whole thing of like, I, trust me, I, I'm I, I'm very pro police, and I'm not saying every police officer does the right thing. Correct. But what's yeah. this little girl supposed to do? against a full grown man. She's supposed, you know what I mean? Like she pulled, if she, if she pulls her gun, she's, she's she, in trouble she's too. In trouble yeah, there. Definitely. She pulls her taser and, and maybe misses or, or, or fumbles it, or maybe he takes it from her. Like we're talking about a grown man. So right now um, I'm really looking into hoping to go into the fire department when I'm all done with this, you know, because okay. I can, I can help people that way. And uh, I won't have to deal with all, all, all the legal crap at the end of the day. You said you had a question. No, just going back to the uh, to you know your contract phase and what you know you haven't been you still have a contract with the UFC, yes. right? So give us a little insight on how it works. Like so, since you said that you took so you took a few, you know most of your fights have been on less than two week notice or yeah. you know a little bit more than that. 
Um, is that like a bargaining chip that you have on your side when they come to like come to the table and be like, hey, you know, uh, we want to either offer you a fight or not not offer you a fight? Uh, is that something that you can kind of you know use towards your advantage because of the amount of fights that you've taken on short notice? Uh, you know, I, I sure hope so. But at the end of the day, you have to win. <laughs> Doesn't matter if every fight I fought was on one day notice. If you if they're not going to hold on to a guy that's continually losing and. You know, my first fight was on, you know, 48 hours notice. My second fight was on... Uh, 48 hours. Yeah, yeah. And, I, and I showed up. I made weight. Made I, weight in 48 my opponent, hours? My opponent God. missed weight on a full camp. Wow. My second fight was uh, the first time I ever cut down to featherweight on three-week notice. So I went from 180 pounds to 145 pounds in three weeks. <laughs> terrible, terrible performance. My next fight after that, Gabriel Benitez. And I'm not making excuses, guys. No, I'm not no, trying no, to say no, anything, no, man. Absolutely like, not. I'm just telling you the facts. Correct, yeah. We get him, me and my opponent. So we were scheduled. We had, we had uh, They were giving us three weeks to train. Well, he gets COVID, and I was like, "Oh, that sucks." And then I get COVID. <laughs> oh no! At the same time, so they hit they hit me up, and uh, at, at the so at the beginning of November, uh, I, I or at the beginning of November, I have COVID for two weeks. November fifteenth, they hit me up. They hey, we want to schedule a fight for December fourth. I'm like, dude, I'm just gonna have COVID. But my manager says, like, hey, man, you don't you don't say no we, and because you just don't so i took the fight two week notice um unfortunately off didn't of go COVID. away off covid yeah him too though him too him too um then my last or two fights go against Devonte smith they called me on uh, my manager called me on monday i said hey Devonte smith has needs a matchup this week do you want it now i haven't trained at all you know i took an injury at december 4th so i hadn't sparred i hadn't wrestled i'm like i'm out of shape right now dude and he goes, I advise you take the fight. So I said, well, I'll take the fight, but I want a contract extension, regardless of the outcome. And I said, hey, I got it. And then this is the first time okay. I had a full camp. So and it kind of worked out in it, your, yeah, it, yeah, your favor out. in that situation. And technically, I still have two fights left in my contract, but we'll see what the UFC does, man. And I, I'm a company man. I want to show up. I want to fight. I don't negotiate my pay. I don't negotiate much of anything. I just want them to call me and say, hey, this is the day you're fighting, and I'll show up and fight. I don't The, the money... It's it's cool, but I, I'm a competitor, man. I just want to compete. What's what's that car lot? The no haggle car lot? Uh, Carmax. Carmax. It's, you know, it's, it's actually it's actually like it's almost almost a downfall to me because I should be asking for more. I should be asking gotcha. for more worth, but at the Especially end of the, the day, the conditions that they're asking you. Yeah, to yeah. Fight sure, under. sure. But at the end of the day, I I'm, I fight in the UFC. I get to be in the best promotion, the biggest promotion in the world. I know a lot of people are crying about their pay right now. Man, I could make this money for the rest of my life, dude. As long as I have a good gun to hunt with and a good truck to get up in the mountains <laughs> and a good it. fishing pole and a good yeah. fishing pole, it. I'm good to go. So. Uh, yeah, man, it's, it's, uh, you know, I, I don't even like to say the things, you know, it to my manager, oh, well we did this and this and this. Yeah. I just want them to know, you know, I just, I, I just want them to know like, Hey, look, like, you know, I, they, they know that's why they've kept me around and that's why they're going to keep me around because I'm a company man. And if they call me next week, I have no surgery tomorrow. If they want me to fight next week, I'm showing up and I'm blowing up. Let's go. So you said the stars were aligned. That's how you felt. That's how I felt. You felt that that fight was yours. hundred percent. So do you want the next fight to be the rematch? Oh man! It, would it, you want that, or would you just want another fight? What was the score to the last fight? Sorry, it went all. It, it went split. It, 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 it was split. Split. Yeah, give me another one. <laughs> give me it another was, one. Yeah, split split decision, man. With splits, oh, and, and I'm not gonna sit here and say, "Oh my god!" Was, like I'm not gonna cry or spill milk, man. You know, but you know, as I talked to Quan the other day about, is this like, I can see 29-28 against me. You know what I'm saying? I can see that. But one of the judges. Adelaide Bird scored a 3027. Oh, this is people a hate Adelaide Bird. Bird. This is, oh, this is everyone knows that. Let me name. call let me call Robert real quick. I got her husband's number. No. Like Jeez. I'm just like, what where, you know, okay, 2928. Sure, sure. I could see it. But I had him on his heels, man. Rocked, stumbling backwards, take him down, almost finished a couple times. Where where does he win this fight? You know what I'm saying? So at the end of the day, 
it is what it is, man. I'm not gonna sit here and cry and give a give a give a cry story, you know, about <laughs> about bad judging. But I thought I won the first round. I thought I won the third round. I can see why people would say because he did. He took me down at the very end of the first round, like with 10 seconds left. <clears throat> I reversed it, and uh, I, I don't know, man. I'm not gonna sit here and cry. What about did the judges have? Well, I mean, what did the commentators have it like? Did they did they get put their input on who they thought uh, won? They, no, um, they uh, yeah, they thought uh, so. This was another thing I talked again uh, the other day about is uh, initially my coaches thought I lost the first and the third or first and the second. Um, but uh, after rewatching it and same with me too, um, uh, in, in the moment I thought I won the first, but then my coach told me at the corner, he goes, I think you lost the first. We need to finish him and going into the third. And I was like, damn, that sucks. Uh, Cause I thought I had won the first. Uh, but then when he rewatched it, he, he told me that he thought I won the first and the third as well. So um, again, it's all opinion. So, you know, if, if you're my friend, you're probably a little biased towards it, you know, and, uh, at the end of the day, if if 100 million people thought I won the fight and three people or two out of the three didn't, it doesn't matter. I still get paid the same. <laughs> so give me your point of view as a fighter. For people that aren't UFC fighters or just fighters in general, have never even been in the sport that aren't pros, right? Yeah. That watch it at home, though, that are fans, that are avid fans, and they like to give their input. We're all fans. We like to watch it. Sure. And, oh, that, that didn't hurt him. Or, oh, that wasn't nothing. Whatever it is. I'm always like, I'm right. out. I'm it's out, like right? one leg kick, and I'm like, I'm out. <laughs> so my question to you is, when you watch the fights over, do you see things you didn't see during the fight? Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, so, yeah, talking about the third round, when Dennis uh, said that I needed the finish, uh, I got up to my feet, and I cracked him with a, with a left hook, and I knew I landed a, a good shot. I, 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 felt, I felt good, solid impact. I hit him with a right hand. He stumbles back. Um, and, uh, you know, whatever. And I, and I was getting tired. Don't get me wrong. We're fighting for 15 minutes. Fatigue was setting in. I threw a big overhand and I missed and I just had drilled this takedown off the fence. So it was just natural. And, you know, had I known he was as rocks as bad as he was, I wouldn't have took him down, but he had his hands up, man. I kept hitting his arms a lot. I hit a lot of arm punches and I was starting to get tired. I was starting to slow down and I was like, all right, if I take him down, I think I can submit him. So I took him down and uh, locked in a very tight side choke. And I mean, we're talking about, you know, Charles Rose is a, a black belt grappler. Um, he's very, very tough to finish. He's very durable. And, you know, my ego got the better of me. I thought for sure if I took him down, I could finish him. And uh, he proved me wrong. And, you know, I paid for it in the end. That's And that's it. Like, had, had I kept it on the feet and kept banging on him, like, you know, like when people are watching, you can see what I don't, you know, with feet fatigue setting in, I'm slowing down, I'm tired. You know, maybe my eyes closed <laughs> and a glancing shot, whatever the reason is, I didn't realize he was as rocked as bad as he was. And Daniel Cormier said it best. And when he when I heard him say it, initially I was I was I was upset because he said it was either Daniel or Paul. Uh, he said he's gonna he's gonna regret that takedown for the rest of his life. And oh, wow. uh, after rewatching it, I'm gonna regret that takedown for the rest of my life. So it's crazy. There's just there's sometimes where you think you got it, but you just don't know right away. Depending on what's going on in the fight, because things could change at any given second. Yeah, I mean, you could think you have a guy rocked, but he's actually just slightly wobbled but he's all right and sure. you don't know that but you see that one miss wobble step and you're like yeah i gotta get after him so different fighters respond differently Correct, so definitely. some you know some look like they're wobbled some look like you know some may look like they're wobbled but they're not and some are don't look like they are but they are actually in so. credit to charles rosa man i hit him with nasty shots a lot of the shots i hit him with people don't walk through that but you look at his resume this guy you know he has he has, a, he has an iron jaw man he's never been you know he's been dropped but he's never been fin he got finished once on a bad stoppage on his feet he wasn't even down he's on his feet kind of in a similar situation um i genuinely uh you know thought that i was gonna be powerful enough to, to put him down and i know he was hurt watch the fight his knees buckle a couple times he stumbles back but again in the heat of the moment you know the same thing with uh when i fought Don Devontae smith i 
and I cracked. There's a great picture of my knuckles just digging into like the side of his head, and he stands up and he like baby deer legs back. <laughs> like he's like whoa, whoa, whoa. Bambi. Yeah, he looks like Bambi. And my coach is like, he's hurt, he's hurt. I'm like, nah, he's not hurt. He just slipped. I thought he slipped. Now I rewatch it a hundred thousand times. I'm like, damn, man, that's another one of those. See, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's, it's once you rewatch it, you know, it's, it's just one of those things because Devontae Smith is such a powerful striker. I didn't want to rush him and then get cracked with a shot. But again, after rewatching, his legs stri- stiffen. They they buckle. He stumbles back. But in the and I remember when I hit the shot because I felt it land good. Uh, I was like, oh, he slipped. He slipped. But again, after rewatching it, he definitely was hurt. The way you talk about fights that you've been in, the fights that you've seen on TV, you got the mouth for it. Would you ever want to do commentating for UFC? Absolutely. Uh, I've, I, I've reached out um, to my manager, Jason House, Iridium Sports. Uh, I don't think I should jump right into the UFC, um, but I, I'd like to do some smaller organizations and build my resume. Um, I have a big set of lungs. Um, I like to talk. <laughs> I'm very knowledgeable of the sport. And, uh, you know, uh, you know, like when we had uh, uh, Andre Ewell, uh, Ewell here the other day, mm-hmm. I did five minutes of research. You know, I, I was a fan of him, but I wanted more particular of how gotcha. he, I knew, I knew uh, he lost the night before, but, you know, I was able to pull out, you know, his stats. And after a five minute thing, you know, I was like, whoa, this is super pumped. So yeah. it's, I get to practice on stuff like that. And yeah, absolutely. I'd love to go into commentary. Um, like, like I said, as you guys can see, I have a big set of lungs on me and uh, yeah, that, that'd be definitely a great part-time income. So I'm glad you brought up smaller organizations. So let, let's take a step back now. Was it Warrior Cage Extreme Fighting, or what was it called? Oh, the uh, one that you uh, were at before? Yeah, WXC, Warrior Extreme uh, Cage, uh, Championship, or yeah, something some like that. So, if I read this correctly, you moved up in weight or went back down in weight to take that title fight when you won the lightweight title? Yes, yes. I, I, I fought for so many different organizations because... Uh, in Michigan, there was just there was like five different organizations always competing against fight, each other. Yeah. So yeah, I won the the one fifty five pound t- uh, title against Brandon Noble, uh, knocked him out in the first <clears> round. <throat> I went down to one forty five, um, and uh, you know finished him in the first round. Then you know I went to go defend my fifty five belt. Show up, my uh, my opponent uh, uh, Austin Tweedy, who backed out of like two or three fights we were scheduled, uh, backed out again. And they found another one seventy pounder, went up to one seventy, fought him. It's just, you know, it's kind of like my, my my whole persona is I want to fight anyone, anytime, anywhere, man, win or lose. I want it to be an exciting fight, and that's kind of how I live. I live by the sword, die by the sword, and, uh, yeah, WXC treated me really well, had me some great matchups. I was able to put on some really good fights for him. Uh, Juan Camilo, good friend of mine, he fought for the WXC. I think he was a WXC pro champion as well. Now he's in the UFC, so WXC is definitely bringing some guys up. There's uh, another organization I was a pro uh, I was a champ for with the TWC, Total Warrior Combat. Um you know, went over there and uh, they again producing some great fighters over there. Bobby Nash has fought for them. Ex UFC vet Darren Kirkshank, uh, Troy Lampson. Uh, you know, he he was super tough at, at one point. Um, that Mich- the Michigan uh, Kevin Lee. You know, fought for or TWC. Uh, I mean, Michigan produces fighters, man. Like if you look at the that's Mich- what I've been seeing, especially with this studio. Quan bringing in a lot of Dude, Michigan you got, guys. You got you got me. You got James Lee who fought in the <clears> UFC, <throat> who fought in Pride. You got uh, Darren Kirkshank who fought a dozen times in the UFC. You have Cody Stamen. You have Kevin Lee. You have Jamal Hill. Hill. Uh, you have chaos. Uh, chaos. Oh man, chaos. Dequan Townsend, who I fought twice at 185. Um, yeah, uh, I mean the list could go on, and I and I hate listing names off because I know I'm missing a couple. Oh, Tony Ferguson came from Michigan. Really? Um, yes. Um, Gray Maynard came from Ohio. So like this mid this Midwest thing out there is uh, it's incredible, man. And you know there's some great gyms in Michigan. Has some great coaching. You know, uh, shout out to Michigan Top Team. Uh, Darren Crookshank runs a gym out there uh, where I like to go train uh, when I'm getting ready for a fight, uh, which has only been a couple times. But it, you know I want to give a shout out to my boys out there. They they just have an incredible coaching staff. Kara Robing, their striking coach. They have John Tolth, his grappler. Darren 
uh, Papa Crookshank, Darren's dad. Um, I mean, I, the list again goes on and on and on. And I and I hate listing guys off because I know I'm forgetting somebody. And they're gonna be like, "Hey, why don't you shoot, give me a shout out?" But it is what it is. Shout out to Michigan top team out there and James Lee. So I'm a father too. Obviously, you got your kid here. I, I have four kids of my own. I have two boys, two girls. And one thing I've learned in life is that basically what you go through in life is gonna teach you what you're gonna help your kids with that they might go through in life, right? Sure. Obviously, you have a different life than just our reg us regular Joes. You're a fighter. You have, you're a UFC fighter. You go through different things that other people won't have to go through. Some of the challenges you've been through in life and, and whatever you may be going through now, how do you use that to be a father, to help raise your son, to show him the right path or answer any questions he may have as he grows? Because we all have questions when we're kids. Remember that. We're sure. curious about everything. How do you deal with all of that? Being a father, being an everyday life man and being a UFC fighter. You know, it's it's uh, just like anybody else, honestly. You know, I I, try, I want him, you know, I want him to know all the mistakes I made. I'm brutally honest with my son. Like it's, you know, there 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 we're we're going through some stuff right now. You know, he's on a weight loss kick right now, gotcha. and I'm not gonna sit here and sugarcoat it. You know what I mean? You know, I tell him, hey, dude, you're overweight. We need to get in the gym. We need to start eating clean. And you know what? At first, it was tough, and now. Like we're on the way here, and I'm like, hey, you want to stop? Nope, I'm no, nope, I'm good, I'm, I'm good, I'm good, and, <laughs> and, and and you know, teaching from experience, you mm -hmm. know, it's and I think that's where it all comes from. Is I, I I'm fortunate enough to have all these experiences with all these great coaches and these great people, whether they're fighters, whether they're football players, whether they're you know, uh, uh, desk jocks, where they work in nightclubs, you know, it's I have all this plethora of knowledge around me so anytime i have a question i have people to reach out to so if even if my son answer, asks a question that i don't know i know somebody that knows the answer i know somebody that they can set him up you know even if he wants to be you know i, I don't care what he does I, I hope he doesn't fight um I, I wouldn't wish this lifestyle upon anybody um you better be ready to endure some tough stuff but if one day he comes to me dad i want to be a fighter all right I'm you'll be ready him. I'm, yeah I'm, I'm ready for it um and if he doesn't if he wants to be a musician you know hey look i'll call my my boy chris kale you know uh a guitar player for Five Finger Death Punch. Hey, what would you recommend, you know, for, for, for my son? This is what he wants to do. You know, what would you recommend? Oh, he wants to be a doctor. All right, I'll call my other friend. Hey, hey, you're a doctor. Tell tell Ben what what the route is on that. So that was something I didn't have, you know, growing up. My parents, uh, they they my mom played softball and my dad played football in high school. Okay. Uh, but they weren't like superstar athletes, you know. They're they were workers. So, you know, I personally had to learn all these things almost on my own. And not that they didn't support me. They supported everything I did. But, you know, hey, mom, you want to teach, can you teach me how to box? <laughs> you know what I'm Mom's saying? Not gonna hey, be able dad, to do that. you want yeah. to teach me how to wrestle? They, they, they wouldn't know how. But, you know, I, or, or maybe, but maybe they would know somebody that did. And that's kind of what I want to branch off to him. You know, I don't know everything, but I know somebody that knows something, if Definitely. that makes sense. And, uh, Again, I got away from the original question, but uh, <laughs> all, you know, trying, try, trying, trying, trying to being a dad, yeah, you know being I mean? a dad, man, and, learning and, from life and, and helping at the same time doing that. Absolutely, and you know, just you know, having having just the well-roundedness of, of knowing somebody that knows something to to, to help you where you want to go. Definitely. Once again, we have Justin James, UFC fighter, joining us here live on Gorilla Cross Radio, Straight Bet Sports, Jose V, Rob G, Jay Madrazo's Quan Five Nine in the studio, having good conversations, having a good time. We got about fifteen minutes left here on the show now. Are you okay with just talking some sports with us tonight, just I a little talk, bit? Because I know you, you're you're a Packer fan or, or no, Rod, I'm a Aaron, Detroit Detroit Lions, Aaron Rodgers fan. I'm a big Aaron Rodgers fan. Um, I think he's incredible. I love that. You know, I, you know, the thing I love about Aaron Rodgers even more now is you know they're offering him more money, more money, and yeah. he's telling it's not about the money. And I and I respect that so much. I mean, he has all the money he needs for the rest yep. of his life. He retired in football today and never made another dollar. I think he's going to be he has mustard on his hot dog. You know, but. <laughs> 
you know what? But but to say like, hey, we're gonna give you more money. Ah, no, I, it's not about the money. It's about you know respect or, or yeah. whatever his personal issues are, and uh, that just means a lot to me. That 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 says he's more than just a money man. He's he's uh you know, and uh, I think uh, the Tom Brady did the same thing. I know there's a lot of hate on Tom Brady, and I'm not saying I'm a big Tom Brady fan, but correct me if I'm wrong, because you probably know, to get Gronk on the team last year, he had yeah, to take a pay cut. Yeah. He took a pay cut to make his team better, not himself better, but I mean, I guess Lauren makes him look better too. But even in New England, and I'm again, I'm a Jets fan, so I'm definitely not a Tom Brady fan. Sure, sure. He restructured his contract numerous times in New England. Sure. He was always that guy, and, and, and again, he gets a lot of hate, but he never got that praise and people sure. don't talk about that type of stuff like back in the day when people were talking about about lebron leaving for miami and this and that he technically didn't even get a max contract he mm. could have made more by doing other moves and sure. didn't do that so people don't talk about those type of things they just want to talk about the hate and what they don't like the flake gate this and that so i get it i'm a tom brady hater i don't like the guy because i'm sure. a jets fan but i don't hate him now because he's in tampa so it's a, it's a different yeah. situation but we're talking about the Aaron Rodgers situation. If you guys have not seen the press conference today, I was at home. I have a nine to five as well. I was working from home today. I literally had to stop working and just turn it up because it was literally the greatest press conference that I've ever seen. It was the most respectful way to throw someone underneath the bus that I've ever seen. He didn't make it look like he was bashing the organization, but he was being honest about the way that things should happen. He basically backed up a lot of old school players. He brought up Jordy Nelson, how they should have brought him back when he had one year left on his contract and they want to restructure him. So what do you do? Took off to Oakland. We saw what happened. His career was over after that. Talked about Rod Woodson, uh, Charles Woodson. He said, I would have took a 70% Charles Woodson for one more year. The guy went to Oakland and still made a Pro Bowl after leaving. Sure. So he basically showed that he's about his team. If you're a guy in this locker room right now, wouldn't you want to play for this guy? Wouldn't you be like, wait a minute, this dude literally just backed us up 100%. I don't have the words because I don't have the script of what he wrote. But he had something written because he kept looking down to the right. Kept looking down. He had something set. He knew what he wanted to do. And if you're the organization, this guy's 16 going on 17 years now. Starter for 14, right? Sat behind Brett Favre for three years. Probably the greatest quarterback in Green Bay history for right now. Even though he's got three MVPs, you know what I mean? Got a Super Bowl win. We get that. We know what you've done. But I kind of side with Rodgers. He said he basically wants to be part of the conversations, not saying that he's the one that's going to have the final decision. But if you're bringing in personnel that's going to help me make you better or make us better, make me a part of those conversations. Like, Rob, did you see the press conference? I saw some of it. Uh, I think he's in a little bit of a predicament now with being that, you know, it, from what I, from what I uh, you know, inter the way I interpret it is that He's there for one year and he's out. Yeah. Right. So with that on the table, does he come out and you know, from a betting standpoint, right? Okay, okay. From a betting standpoint, yeah. does he come out and, you know, give it his all? Uh trying to, you know, not to say gain like you said, he has all the money the in the odds. world. He has all the money in the world, right? He doesn't need to earn another penny in his life. But does he come out and give his best, you know, his best performance, uh, trying to maybe lure in some teams to maybe jump into giving him more money? Or does he kind of just stand back, not get injured, and kind of, you know, just throw this season away uh, because he knows that he's going to be with another organization next next year? So I, it's from a betting standpoint, I would probably stay away from the Packers because you never know what 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 Aaron Rodgers are you going to get? Exactly. Right? Are you going to get the one that, get, you know, the all in? Are you going to or are well, you he gonna, said he's all in? Well, of course. He, he said the words. itch is still there. Right. You know, and of <laughs> course, uh, somebody that of that, you know, that stature and, and, and that. You know, is that great? 
is to, to me though I, I if I were him I don't know if I would I would give it at all you know because you if you want to he's already been in the league how long now right and so with that how many years you got left oh uh oh keep uh, talking it looks like we're gonna take a phone call here yeah so I, you I, don't it, mind Justin it, do you? no <laughs> it, I personally don't I, I don't think he's gonna give it his all this year that's just me thinking that you know you're gonna have this reborn career you know how many years are you gonna give the new team yeah. right how many years are you gonna give he's already been in the league so so many years so. That's just kind of my point of view, and I always kind of stay away from the big teams like the Steelers, the Packers, and stuff. Eleven and so, one. That that kind of says it all, right? You They're figure the that fifth favorite to win it all. I'd stay away. Just in general, I would stay <laughs> away uh, from the Packers. Uh, you know, in a, from a betting standpoint, I would just stay away. Who we got on the line, Quan? You said we got a caller. Caller, caller. State your name. Let us know where you're calling from. What you want to talk about, real quick. Hey, dog from Chicago. Let's go. Okay, What's dog. up, Kevin? What's going on, my man? What you What's want to talk up? about real quick? You got anything for um, you got anything for Justin tonight? Yeah, definitely got a question for Justin. Sure, sure. But Let's go. First, I gotta say, how about that Chris Paul MVP talk? Man, they turned around. I haven't talked to you since. <laughs> but what a choke job! What a choke job! Oh, my oh, God. You man. had to call me out on that, huh? You had to call the show and remind people what I've been harping about for months now, huh? I've been waiting. I've been waiting. No, but I'm going to get right to it. Justin. Yes, sir. I want to call and ask you about Tom that made event last week regarding Dillashaw and Sanhagen. Did you watch it? Yes, I did. Okay. For me, I can't believe people thinking Sanhagen won that fight when he got controlled for eight <laughs> minutes. Every, every time T.J. Dillashaw went in for a clinch, Dan Hagen ended up bending over, giving up his back. It looked like he wanted Dillashaw to take him and do some nasty stuff to him. It was just pathetic the way he was just bending over, turning his back. Every time he got a little bit of pressure in the clinch, he's got to work on his wrestling. But I just thought that was a clear Dillashaw win. I had him win in four rounds to one. And it seems like we're going away from that in MMA. It's all about, oh, damage, damage, damage. And if you get a takedown, it's all about, well, he didn't do anything with the takedown. Yeah, you can take someone down, but you got to do something with it. It's like, well, why don't you just get rid of wrestling altogether if that's the way people want to go? What's your thoughts on that? So I, I told there's there's both sides of the coin here, uh, you know, and, and I see and I see where you're coming from, uh, but I'm about damage. Being a fighter is, you know, if 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 you just want to hold people down, you should go and you should go wrestle. You should go uh, to folk style wrestling. You should be trying to get to the Olympics. Now I come from a wrestling background, you know, I wrestled in college, so I respect the sport. But when it comes down to it, kind of like in my fight, yeah, uh, what's his name? Uh, Rosa had had took me down. He held me down in some bad positions. But again, I'm that guy that says, yeah, he took it down, so that should give him a little cred. But he didn't do any damage with it. I never was hurt. I was never, or excuse me, um, uh, I, I never saw Sandhagen hurt. I never thought he was going to get finished. Uh, you look at Tillish, Dillashaw, you know, he has that nasty gash above his head. He got hit with a flying knee. You know, I think he got taken down once off the flying knee, too. I thought Sandhagen won the first round, won the second round. I thought TJ won the third and the fourth, and the fifth round was a toss up. Um, I'd have to, but I've only watched it once and I watched it live. So maybe if I rewatched it, I might think different. Uh, but with that being said, I'm, I'm a big on the damage component because here's the thing if, if that was a straight street fight and you saw both guys after the street you didn't see the fight but you saw both guys after i mean dillashaw got fucked up and excuse my french i don't know if i'm allowed <laughs> to say that or not um, but you know if if if, if and, and again I, and i respect where you're coming from it's just the other side of the coin it's not i'm not saying you're right i'm not saying you're wrong um i think control is a big time but then then you know and i'm biased too because early on in my career 
uh, that's what I did. I'd take guys down and lay on them, you know, and, and, and hold them there and hold position. Well, guess what? When I went to Ontario, Canada and I fought Jesse Gross and I took him down for three rounds and held him down and his hands getting raised at the end of the day, uh, it, it made me very sour towards that. So again, uh, I thought Sanhagen won the fight. I thought, you know, Dillashaw got hurt. I know he, he's, he's under suspension right now. I believe a six-month suspension for an injury. I'm not sure what the injury is. Uh, but again, Sanhagen, I thought, was unmarked. Um, I, I can see why people thought Dillashaw won, um, but I don't agree it was 4-1. to one. Robbery. <laughs> we appreciate Regarding, the call, Kevin. We're at the, we're towards right, the end of the show, thing. though, my man. What you got? Hurry up. Let's go. I got you. Um, yeah, the thing with the – it's damaged this. I see your point, but you got to realize how – you can testament to this how hard it is to hold someone down, control them who doesn't want to be controlled, who doesn't who has good takedown events. You gotta think of it as a sport. I mean, you could just you could say the same thing about boxing. Well if you don't wanna do this, just go into boxing, just go into kickboxing. MMA is about putting everything together. Sure. It's about it's a sport and these people just harp on damage, damage, damage. That just we're going away from sport. We're going to pure sports entertainment. And I want to get back to the true martial arts, not about blood and damage and this and that, because you know how hard it is to take someone down, hold them down. Absolutely. Like go in there and try to take a bee down. Good luck. Yeah. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So I think that should play a part, the difficulty, and that should be rewarded, taking someone down against their will. Even if you don't strike them down, just holding them down should be a win in itself. But I'll leave you guys to it. They've taken my call. So Appreciate you, brother. Okay. No, no, go for it. Okay. You want to give so, your final yeah, thought? Yeah, I want to give my it. final yeah, thought on course, this. So definitely. it's and I and I definitely 100% agree and respect what you're saying again on one side of the coin, but you and I have different opinions and we're both judges. All right? So I score it for so let's say we're judges on the panel. I score it for Sanhagen, you score it for Dillashaw who won the fight. Why if it should be straight across the board. It should be announced before, "Hey, look, we have three grappling judges on the on the panel tonight. So whoever grapples better is going to win." You know what I'm saying? Does that make sense? You know what I mean? Like how how as a fighter for me, I thought I did more damage to Rosa, but he had more control time and I and I'm and I'm admitting it. He had more control time, but he did no damage to me. Gotcha. So why does he win the fight? You know what I'm saying? But then there's been other times, you know, like when I fought Jesse Gross, uh, he did the he or uh, he I, I controlled him for the whole fight, but they said he did more damage, so I lose the fight. So as a fighter, how do you how do you know which which style you should go into? You know what I'm saying? I got you. I'm not a fighter, but I understand exactly what you're saying. That was a good little phone call right there. Yeah, got yeah, Justin definitely. involved. No, with that was very fan. That's awesome. That was actually good. Quan, if you could put up that graphic for Eric real quick, just so we can make sure we get that sponsor segment through here, and we'll just do a final rundown on these final three minutes. Just to give some shout-outs to some sports that happened here in the last couple of days locally and just in general. Some quick little rundown. So, obviously, you guys already know who our second sponsor here on the show is. He is none other than Eric Navarro of Line Em Up by Eric, our personal barber. I'm actually going to be seeing him tomorrow to get my hair cut. Got some stuff going on over the weekend. Can't Good say because we don't want to ruin some surprises there. But Line Em Up by Eric. Check him out on 702-884-8138. Hit him up. He'll get you an appointment, set you up. Line them up by Eric on IG as well. Everything he cuts, he does post on there. Trust me, you would not be disappointed. Rob's the only one that complains, but he complains about everything. So what's new? <laughs> it's all good, though, my man. We appreciate Eric and what he does for us on the show. But real quick, shout out to Chelsea Gray and Kelsey Plum. They were part of the three-on-three women's basketball team for the USA that won the first inaugural three-on-three Olympic gold medal. That's pretty cool. Hometown team there. Farewell, Mark andre Fleury. He is now gone People give it up. I've kept saying it over and over again. 
too many VGK fans in Vegas, not enough hockey fans. It was a business move, whether you like it or not. Yes, Vienza winner, I get it. He's 36 years old, though, and it's a $7 million cap hit. We'll see what they do with it. Horrible Hopefully they move. bring in. That's Quan's opinion. I don't think it was a horrible move. I don't think it was a great move, but I think it was a move that was expected. It's done. It happened. Time to move on. Moving on, as I'm going to do now. The Lights played last night against Orange County SC. Joel, number two team in the league. Tough game to begin. 1-1, but then they just took over, ended up winning the game 3-1 final towards the end of the game. Got to get them back in that playoff hunt. Cal Jennings, the guy that they brought back, I believe he's alone from LAFC. He's got two goals in the last three games, three assists. He's on fire right now. Do you think the lights can make that playoff push real quick? 30 seconds, let me know. Yeah, I believe so. With all these switch-up and the LAFC players that have been coming through, like it's it's noticing. They're fifth. Yeah. Top four make yeah. the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. I believe they are. I believe we're, we're with this whole new expansion thing, we, we're going to do pretty good. There you go, man. Show's pretty much at the end here. We want to give a big shout-out to our guest in studio, Justin James. Justin, before we let you go, my man, let everybody know where they can find you on all things social media. And if they want to hit the gym, man, what else can they do to hit you up? Yeah, man. Uh, you can go Twitter, Justin James MMA. Instagram's JAY09MI. Uh, check it out. If you guys want to come to the gym, check it out. Las Vegas Local. We're at Extreme Couture at 4055 West Sunset. If you think I owe you money, show up. Uh, sign the waiver. Sign the, sign waiver. the waiver. Show up. I'd be more than happy to pay my debt. Uh, man, yeah, shout out to uh, a couple of my sponsors. Iridium Sports is uh, okay. my management company and, uh, you know, a couple of guys through there as well. My team and everything. My man, greatly appreciate you, man. Appreciate you. We got to do this again. Absolutely. Hopefully next time after the victory. Yes. Right? Yes, please. Best of luck to you continuing the UFC. We appreciate your time. We appreciate you coming in, bringing your son, letting them enjoy this. I know we'll see you in the studio a lot more. So thanks a lot again. Rob, Absolutely. talking about bets, you have any final thoughts or any final words you'd like to give to anybody tonight on the studio in the studio? I think if you can find Mexico and USA to advance tomorrow, I think that's a great parlay to put together because okay. I think that, you know, it's it's written in the stars. Uh, Sunday, we got the final here. Uh, Rob's got some tickets he's trying to sell. So I'm trying to sell final. some tickets, so hit me up. I got two left. I sold two today. Um, no, but I think if you can get I, – I try to find it on William Hill, but if you can find USA and Mexico just to advance, right, because it can go yeah. to extras and go to penalties – all that stuff like that. But if you can get them to parlay it, I think uh, it won't be even money, but it'll still be minus something. But uh, I think if that's a, if you, if you, if you can find that somewhere in Vegas, I'd say take it because that's what everyone wants to see. And, and Sunday's going to be madness once it is. So, but not only that, bets being owed. Is there anything else you want to? Oh, yeah. Quan owes me $10. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, Quan, Quan owes me. Cause, cause I, I gave him the money sign earlier, too, when I was sitting down and he just, and Quan's was like, like, after the show. He's like, I don't show. know what you're talking about. Now, nah, but once again, man, fun show here. Justin James, USC fighter, joined us in studio tonight. We greatly appreciate you. Appreciate you. Jay Madrazo's back in the studio. We're glad you're back, thank man. You, Hopefully you, you enjoyed your vacation. Rob G, back in the studio as well after we had our little hiatus there. But only final thought that I got for tonight, man, is a lot of mental stuff going on right now. There goes the music, as Quan <laughs> likes to make fun of me. But, but this is no laughing matter, seriously. Whether you guys agree or not with Simone Biles, mental health is real. Some people are saying, well... If other countries aren't stepping away because of their mental health, why is it always Americans? It doesn't matter if you're American, you're Chinese, you're this, you're that. We all go through it. So if you got mental health or you feel that you just need a time for yourself, take that time. That time can help you tremendously and you may not know it. You need to reach out, pick up the phone, call someone. If you know me and you got my number, you know, you can call me, text me at any time. Rob, I don't know about that. He might take about an hour to respond to you, but it's all love, man. Mental health matters. Take care of your health especially if it's mental. Thank you guys again for joining us. For Jose V, Rob G, Jay Madracios, Quan 5'9", Justin James. We are out. Peace. See ya. See ya.